If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And go in the air, deep right center field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the BSN Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at MyGreenSolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Now, let's jump into the show. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies, and I definitely have remembered every time that that is the new name of the company. On today's episode, we've got some fun smorgasbord things to talk about. I'm not going to go too much over the 8-3 to loss or the Rockies dropping the final road series of the season to the Giants. It's just not that interesting, in my opinion. If people have questions about it, I'm more than happy to answer them. But uh, we've got questions kind of around some other topics uh, with the Rockies, uh, kind of what's going on with us here at DNVR. I've seen a few extra questions that I want to make sure we clarify before we get too far down the path and people feel like they can't answer it or ask them, you know, because it's still the new thing. So I want to make sure we clarify some of those things. And then I think later on in the, the podcast version of this, I'm going to play for you guys uh, another conversation. Got together with our guy Jake Story before he could head out uh, to catch some uh, – well, actually, he's going to a, a buddy's wedding, but I think he's also uh, getting ready here for Yankees postseason baseball. And I know it's not necessarily the first thing everyone wants to talk about, and there are a lot of people who do want to follow LeMahieu and Ottavino, but I figured we'd just sort of talk about the postseason landscape and award season and all of those things anyway. And since the Rockies are out of it, he, he was a good guy to have that conversation with. But let's begin here 
uh, with Hoover noting that we are, in fact, again today doing a, a basement session. I like that uh, name for these on the Facebook Live. I appreciate everyone who can swing by and ask questions. And uh, we are doing more and more live streaming now that we're DNVR and now that we've got an office studio set up that's really good for doing all kinds of video. Uh, so we'll be producing more video content for you in the future, too. Uh, we're looking very strongly at If you haven't seen uh, the stuff some of the Nuggets guys have done, they've put together like a preseason, you know, here's what to watch for, a two-minute video on Jokic, and then a two-minute video on Wancho. And then they just sort of go through and give you, here's what they did last year, here's kind of what they're looking to do this year, here's the role they're expected to play, here's a couple of cool highlights and then you can move on with your life. And and we want to produce a bunch of those for the Colorado Rockies, probably more in retrospective, uh, talking about the kind of seasons they've had. And we're going to be giving more and more opportunities uh, for the live streams that will be great because some people don't have Facebook or Twitter or either, and they prefer to watch stuff on YouTube or you prefer to watch stuff on Vimeo. And the way we're going to have it set up is that we should be able to do the live stream across all of those platforms. So whatever you have available to you to watch some live video and throw some questions my way so that we can interact you know, in real time, uh, you're going to have way more avenues to do that now uh, than you've had in the past. But that doesn't mean that we're going to go totally away from these smaller uh, basement sessions. We'll still be doing them sometimes... <laughs> Excuse me, but we're gonna have a lot of those down at the office where um, you know we'll be able to have guests and and, and there will be more of a a background as much as I enjoy my my you know movies uh, DVDs. Look at all these DVDs. There, there's a technology that's quickly becoming totally irrelevant. But you know it's a, it's a, you know got some of these bobbleheads. But I'm gonna be taking some of the bobbleheads down to the office. We're gonna be doing more and more. A lot more clean, professional look down there. But that doesn't mean that we can't still do these small ones. They should be a lot of fun. And Adam asks, will the new DNVR feed be on Google Podcasts? It should be. I know some of the team podcasts have uh, had a little bit more of an issue getting updated. Uh, let me know if it isn't in a couple of days. If you try it again and it's not up there, it should be. Uh, sorry if anyone is experiencing some of these inconveniences uh, particularly with the podcast feeds i know there have been a couple that because we changed everything over that didn't immediately update and sometimes that's up to you know the individual podcast providers whether it be itunes or stitcher or or google play or apple or wh whoever's doing it a lot of times it, it, it's on their end how quickly that gets updated but sometimes we do need to make sure that it happens so let us know if you're not getting the the podcast on your normal feed which this is a weird place to be making the announcement because if you're not getting the podcast how are you hearing me say this but maybe you're watching live or, or maybe you you've come by the website and you know or listening to it there which is still an easy way to do it and remember leave some comments there we, we had a really good conversation recently on uh the article i wrote about the rockies future in center field i want to continue to do that more and more avenues really the the and this was the focus when it was BSN, but the major, major sort of philosophical shift into overdrive about DNVR is we want to be as available to you as possible. 
while still being constantly on the beat, right? And so that means that you're leaving comments, you're sending emails, you're participating in live streams. However you can contact us, we don't want it to be in any way a hassle or you feel like you're bothering me by saying, by tweeting at me, hey, Drew, what do you think of that? We want all of that, but as much as we can get of it on the website, the better, because then all of you can also interact with each other. And if you haven't checked out the comment section on the website in a while, go by. It's getting better and better. We're doing more stuff with it um, to be able to, to carry on some conversations. But that is going to be one of our major focuses moving forward here is trying to make sure that everyone who wants an opportunity to participate in the conversation, if you've got a question for me to go ask Bud Black or Nolan Arenado, as long as it's a reasonable question, I want to know all of that. My goal is to be the single most accessible Colorado Rockies beat writer that there is. And th that's the long and short of it. So email me, Drew, at bsndenver.com. Leave a comment on the site. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, the same with Patrick Lyons. He's at Patrick D. Lyons. Um, if, you, if you've got, like I said, the Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, if you enjoy video content at all, make sure you're subscribed or you're checking in so that you get a notification whenever we go live because we're going to be going live a lot, lot, lot more. And one of my big goals for this is to bring in some players or some other people in the media, somebody you might – because you get to – ask me questions all the time so you're going yeah you are the most accessible dude we get it we can ask you questions but maybe you'd like to ask a question of tim melville maybe you'd like to ask a question of manny rendawa or tracy ringlesby or kyle freeland or nolan arenado and i think there's a lot of opportunity for us to be able to do that with these live streams and then we can also you know filter because you know that there will always be people that you know if i if I were to have Bud Black on a live stream, we'd half the questions would just have to get thrown out. How come you don't do what I think you should do in the game? You know, we're not going to ask him that. But there's a lot, I think, a, a, a huge opportunity for all of us together. But that, that does require some participation from you, the fan, to, to be involved but still have it filtered through, uh, you know, sort of a journalistic prism. I, I think this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Mary says to, to get onto the field for just a moment here. Uh, of course, Mary would put us right back on the baseball diamond, and I absolutely love it. She just wants to know, will Tony Wolters really end the season without a barrel? And he will. He will uh, have played, I was, I was about to say 162 games. He, he will have not played 162 games. He's a catcher, first of all, and nobody plays 162 anymore. Is anyone going to do it this year? I should look around and see if anyone will do 162. But... Uh, no, no, he won't. And the funny thing about the Wolters non-barrel thing, so if you're not familiar with what Mary is talking about, the, the, it's the particular statistic as kept by StatCast defines having barreled a baseball, not by where, not like if you hit the ball with the barrel of the bat, that, that's not what it means, which is unfortunate because I think it's a little bit misleading in that way, but... What it means is that you have a, an exit velocity of at least 95 miles an hour off the bat, and then it has to be within a certain range of launch angle. And Walters has done this zero times this season. And the main reason why, and there are going to be some people who roll my eyes when I say this, but it's 100% absolutely true. The, the biggest reason why is he's not trying to hit the ball as hard as he can. As hard as he can is 80% of the time 
a warning track flyout. It does not behoove Tony Walters to hit hard line drives because they're not going to go over the wall. He doesn't have that kind of natural power. It's unlikely they get into the gap with his type of swing. He has purposefully turned himself into a singles hitter who is trying to do exactly what he does when he gets a base hit. Hit it over the infield, but in front of the outfield. He hits it any farther, they're going to catch it. And we've seen him do that. Like Every once in a while, he'll turn on one, and you're like, oh, and then someone will catch it up against the wall. It's a better theoretical contact, but it's not better for getting a base hit when you're Tony Walters and you're not trying to drive the ball over the wall because it's just a low percentage play for you. It's like a smaller guy in the NBA who could maybe dunk occasionally, but you take that part out of your game because it's just not really an avenue that's available to you. But yeah, it'll be funny because Tony Walters, unless he does, unless he's like aware of this and his teammates are giving him crap and he does go out there and he just tries to lean back and unload on one, I could see them honestly because they're out of it doing that. But if Tony Walters gets a barrel this season, it will be because he's trying to. Um, that, that he takes a very different approach in any given at bat to do this than he has for most of the season, which has been successful for him. As we've seen, it's been very successful for him. So he shouldn't really care that he doesn't have any barrels, but it is a funny element of his season. That he's going to hit right around 280. A lot of singles this year, very little slugging percentage. Um, but yeah. Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer like entire team instruction and fitness programs you know the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge positive attitude work ethic and fun that their summer camps provide your child will want to play on one of their teams Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more. Uh, Mark says, speaking of fun, what do we need to do next season to bring back the fun of playing the game? We really needed a GP or a cargo this year. Yeah. And and I don't know. There could be a lot of different answers to that. And I do think some of those things um, naturally but too late solved themselves a bit this year. The two things that I think are going to help that are just internal that weren't there at the beginning of the year but were at the end. One is the guy we were just talking about, Tony Walters, 
who came into the season, you know, yeah, he had had the big hit in the wild card game. But other than that, last year he was an offensive liability for the entire season. He was a backup catcher. You know, it's not a guy who's going to drive the personality of your team, typically. A guy who hit a buck 90 and was a backup catcher. As he became the starting catcher and the defense proved out and he proved that he could hit enough to be a legitimate threat, he became a much bigger part of the team. But he also, just in the clubhouse watching him every day, became a much bigger part of the personality of the team. The guy who does come into the room and gets all of the pitchers loosened up a little bit or says, hey, we got Clayton Kershaw today. Who gives a, you know, we, we can, that, you know, Walters can be that guy, can be that kind of rah-rah guy. But he had to grow into that role throughout the season and really didn't, I, I don't think, get there until about halfway through the year. And it's been remarkable to watch him do it. And I think going into next year where he'll be presumed to be the starting catcher, unless the Rockies make some moves. But even then, he's made himself a part of the core of the team, a part of the heart and personality of the team. So I do think that the the Walters, and, and to a similar extent, the Ryan McMahon, who helps people relax a little bit, and he's emerged as part of the core of the team. And I'd like to see him take a, a bigger step forward and, and being somebody who can maybe get everybody to relax a little bit. But one of the stories, and I'm, I'm looking about how to write this because you got to be careful. Yeah, you have to be very accurate when you write something like this because it is based on feelings and my own observations, and, it, and it, it's hard to be totally sure. But I feel like Nolan Arenado began the year in a bad place as a leader. I think he honestly was a little bit shook by the responsibilities that come with a giant contract. Uh, there were times earlier in the year where he was never prickly. Again, this is why I need to be careful. He was never mean or dismissive toward the media, but there were times like even in spring training where it was he looked tired like he really just didn't want to talk to us. And it was spring training. And I'm going... Dude, you're kind of the man now and cargo's gone. Like you said, you know, those guys are like, you're the dude. You just got this big money. We're going to want to talk to you every day, good or bad. This it's on you now. And I think he was very reluctant to accept that. And I'm not sure he did until the team kind of got knocked out of it and not mathematically, not like that late, but kind of right there after the trade deadline. I think once the trade deadline passed, it was clear they, they could neither buy nor sell, that they were just stuck, which I think was right. Uh, and I think Nolan understands that too. Now, he wants a lot of – he's made it very clear. He wants some changes made, and he wants them made fast. But I think Nolan understood that there was nothing they were going to do with the trade deadline that was going to save the season. And so you can – you know, if you're going after next year, there's plenty of time to do that. But – I, I do think to some degree, and he's played better on the field since doing this. He he recognized, like, no, I do. Have, I can't remember which loss it was, but there was a bad one, just a, a bad one. And he came out for the media in the post game, and he was fantastic. And he hadn't done this all year. Many, many bad losses this year. We couldn't find Nolan Arenado, to be frank with you. And I would understand why he would be frustrated. I wouldn't want to talk to the media if I was just mad about Wade Davis giving up five runs in the ninth inning. You know, I, and what am I supposed to say about that if I'm Nolan Arenado? But you, you have to say something. You do. 
that's part of making 250 plus million dollars and and being the man and and all the other things that come with it all the good stuff well part of it is you got to come and explain yourself and your teammates to us and i think he finally figured that out and has taken to it in a positive way and is becoming more of a vocal leader and is understanding that yeah i do actually have to do a little bit more i can't just be the best player on the field with this contract and and with me being in my prime and with me being the guy on this team, I have to do more than that. I have to be a leader. And he can always count on the guys before him. And he talks to him. He's been on this podcast before, Nolan has. And he talked about Troy Tulowitzki and Carlos Gonzalez and, and Todd Helton early on. And these guys he's always considered, you know, and he has to be that guy now. And he's never been before. And, and it took him a little while to figure it out. But I think that's going to be huge for the Rockies going into next season. He's going to be used to having the contract. He's going to be used to all of this other stuff. He's going to, I, I think he's going to come in with a better attitude. I expect we show up in spring training and he goes, hey, guys, here I am. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do all the questions. He knows what it's going to be now. Um, but I think that's been kind of an underrated element of this season is Nolan coming into his own as the leader of this team, which he's never been before. And I think as soon as he accepted that, in a weird way, all the pressure kind of came off. He's been much better in the clubhouse. He's been in a much better mood. And he's playing like the best player in baseball again, which he is when he's like this. Just was too late for it to matter to the team. Hoover says spring training, who for sure is on the roster, who for sure is gone, and who is on the bubble including coaching staff. That sounds like a gigantic article or a whole podcast unto itself there, uh, Hoover. But I'll, I'll say there's a, lot, it's, there's a lot of wide open there. Um, well, let's do that one again. I'll come back to that. I'll, I'll credit you with the question. But let, let's make that the subject of maybe our first podcast once the season is officially over. Who for sure is on the roster who for sure is gone. There's very little in the for sure is gone category. Um, and 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 there's a ton of guys in the who, who's on the bubble category. It's like they got more guys on the bubble uh, than anything. And, and the coaching staff will be interesting to talk about as well. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick that can down the road for, for just a minute. Adam says, if you could make one trade for someone this offseason, who would it be besides the obvious Mike Trout answers? I mean, it would be a starting pitcher. It would be, and you don't trade for Madison Bumgarner because he's a free agent, but, you know, Jacob deGrom, they're not moving him. How reasonable do I need to be here? Like, you know, guys that might actually get traded or, or just in an ideal world, but that's the kind of thing. Like, in an ideal world, you'd get a front end of the rotation starter who could take a ton of pressure off these young guys to allow them to bounce back but not make it so that if they don't bounce back, your entire season is over. If you get decent production out of Gray and Marquez and okay production out of Freeland, well, you can be a 90-plus win team if you've got Jacob deGrom or Madison Bumgarner or any, you know somebody like that very easily. Um, but those are just the hardest trades to make because you need somebody who's got an ace pitcher and also isn't trying to compete around that ace pitcher. Mary says she wants to see Sam Hilliard get an outfield assist this weekend. That'd be cool. I think he made that uh, mistake the other day in right because he was trying to get somebody at home. He was a little amped up to try to finally get to show off his arm, and he, and he 
didn't pick up the baseball. <laughs> you got to got to get the baseball in the glove first. But yeah, there's a. Uh, uh, it'd be cool to see him show that thing off before we have to go into the offseason. He's done just about everything else. Um, oh, Adam, let me know some of the guys that have played 159 games this year. Jorge Soler, Whit Merrifield, Marcus Simeon, Jonathan Villar, and Starlin Castro. Interesting, Castro. I mean, who else do they have to play, I suppose? Um, Mark says, conundrum. I want the Brewers to win this weekend because I want the Cards to lose the division. I hate the Cardinals. Well, fair enough. There's nothing wrong with hating the Cardinals, but I will have to say um, – I think the Rockies are very much looking for some revenge. They can't knock the Brewers out of the postseason anymore, but they can keep them from winning the division, and I think the Rockies are very interested in doing that. Uh, Jill says, Nolan's kind of an introvert, and being a leader is difficult. Yeah, exactly right. He doesn't come by it naturally, it, and he's he's not a rah-rah guy, and I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. And I think he understands. I wouldn't want to speak for other people. I think that's a big part of it for me. Where when you're the leader of a team, and like like the example I was given earlier, Wade Davis blows a five-run lead, and you went two for four with a home run, a double, and three RBI. The team's played well. You're very frustrated about the loss. And then anywhere, depending on the type of meeting, anywhere from four to 12 people come up to you, put mics and phones in your face, and say... You know, how do you keep going out there and trying to hit when the bullpen blows stuff behind you? And what you can't do, what you can't do is say, it's really hard. We're getting sick and tired of this. Our bullpen sucks. We're working our asses off, and they keep blowing games, and I'm just about had it with Wade Davis. You can't do that. Even if you only feel that way for just a minute, or even if some fans would love to hear that, that's... Now you, you've, you've got a Pittsburgh Pirates situation where your clubhouse is getting in fistfights with each other all the time because guys are pointing fingers. So, And it's not that I think that that would be Nolan's reaction. I think Nolan's natural reaction to being asked about other players and about like the big team stuff is to say what he often says. That's not my job. I play third base. I bat third. I do everything I can to be excellent at those things. And... It's not really my job. But when, when you're getting paid $260 million, some of that stuff does become part of your job. It's not it's the, it's the fine line uh, or the fine print in the contract. You have to explain your closer now. You've got to explain the young players on your team making key defensive mistakes. You've got to talk about the job that your starting pitcher did that day. You've got to weigh in on your general manager not making trades or making trades. None of us went to Ryan McMahon, who's been a very good player this year, and, you know, coming to his own. David Dahl, who was an all-star. There's Charlie Blackman. He's often not around. We would go to Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Charlie's pretty good at, at avoiding us. But we go to Nolan Arenado to say, what do you think of the team not making moves? And that's the right thing for us to do. And, and it's unfortunate because it's not entirely what he signed up for, but that's the, the price you pay. And I And like I said, I do think that, there are two ways you could go about it. He could have be turned cold and bitter and suddenly become a guy who just won't talk to the media at all, and there are plenty of those players in the game or people who just really, really, really prefer not to talk to the media, more like the Desmonds and Murphys of the world. He just, I'll do it if I have to, but, you know, and he's embracing it. And, and it's not just about talking to the media. This is one facet of what it takes 
to be a full-on leader. And this team was often leaderless this season. And I think Nolan understands that he needs to be that guy, and they'll come into the year with it. So attitudinally, is that a word? To get back to the question from however long ago, I think they're. I think they should go outside the organization and look a little bit too for one or two guys if, if they can happen to get, you know, a relief pitcher or a starting pitcher or position player who can help them on the field, but also has a great personality and can help in this regard. That would be good too. But I do think that a lot of this will be taken care of by the younger guys who are finally starting to feel confident as major leaguers. McMahon, Hampson, Tapia. These guys all have a lot of good energy that that the team needs and the leadership of Nolan Arenado. I think the clubhousiness is just going to be better next season. And so they really should be focusing on the talent level, the the particularly the pitching. Uh, get good pitchers. Worry about the personality stuff later because I do think that the personalities they have are starting to shine through properly for them. And those personalities can always shine through more properly if you're grabbing yourself a Breckenridge brew, I'll tell you what, we were down at the office doing that all-day live stream, having a good time, shooting all kinds of podcasts and video content, and we got some Colorado core there in the office, and it is fantastic. I, I am a huge convert to this because there are times, especially in the fall, where I like cider, but it's just too sweet. It just get you know, I'm not trying to drink a dessert. I want to sip on something a little bit, but... Sometimes the beer can just be a little too bitter, so it's it's the nice thing right in between. A crisp, a, a little bit of the hint of the apple in there for you, but ultimately that Colorado core, it's just a perfect fall time sipping. I don't know if we're calling it a beer or a cider. I'm just calling it the, the Colorado core. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, so I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you're still on that strawberry sky, uh, then this will be a nice, easy transition from summertime into the fall. If you're ready to just jump right into it, if you're one of these people that just you can't wait for it to be pumpkin season and you've already got your Halloween costume picked out, then by all means, go right to the vanilla porter or the oatmeal stout. But as long as you're drinking Breck Brew, man, uh, you can't go wrong. It's it's damn good beer. Everybody knows that. So make sure you're drinking some over this final weekend, seeing if Tony Wolters will get himself a barrel, seeing if Sam Hilliard can throw somebody out at home plate or at third, maybe at second takeaway, someone trying to stretch a single into a double. Uh, get We might get another look at Jeff Hoffman. Uh, I'll have more thoughts on what we saw to Kyle Freeland on a future podcast and start breaking down this roster. But uh, let's all enjoy these, this last weekend of baseball together and appreciate that it is still the baseball season Um, we're gonna have a lot of content just because the Rockies are gonna stop playing games doesn't mean that DNVR Rockies is going away Uh, we're gonna have a ton 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 of off-season content so stick with us make sure you're subscribed over at dnvr.com the dnvr.com excuse me uh yeah, Matt, I'm not sure how much that, that Colorado core is. I, I think for a six-pack, it's, you know, it's middle range. It's not – I'd have to go – like I said, we just had them stocked in the office. But I, I don't think they're – you know, it's I don't think it's like a $12 or even a $10 six-pack. It's probably an 8 
dollar nine at most i would guess i'd have to go out and and check here I'll, I'll head down to total beverage here in a little while and and see where they've got it at and i'll let you know because i'm i'm not even joking with you like it's my new favorite beer i'm gonna stock up on the colorado core for a while because i can drink a cider but i can't have two of them it's just too much and this is a it's just the perfect in between so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that was some good advertising there for you I'll let you know. But as I was saying, make sure it's it's the DNVR now, the DNVR.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast uh, and and all of that. You get some merch over there at, uh, oh, what is it now? I might have to check it. Is it the DNVRmerch.com? I'm going to have to go double check. I mean, that, that would be my guess. But some things are changing. There's a lot of fun and excitement, but there's a lot of resources for us to do some extra things you haven't seen out of us before. I'm very very excited about the kind of off-season content we're going to be able to provide you. Uh, we've got some contact info, so we're going to be able to continue with some one-on-one -on -one exclusive interviews. We've got plenty of those coming up, including a big one with Nolan Arenado about where he's at with his health and how he's trying to make himself even better. That's coming from our guy Patrick Lyons, so make sure you're following him at Patrick D. Lyons. Make sure you're following me at Drew Creaseman or at BS at Nope. <laughs> Put a dollar in the thing. See, it's just the rhythm of it at dnvr underscore rockies there we go i, I still think i'm going to keep it under 20 uh for the week so thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome i will continue to be absolutely drew creaseman and until next time i will see you at the ballpark hey guys i was just sitting here talking to Lindsay about total bev's new app it's incredible. You can shop 5,000 different wines, 2,000 beers, 3,500 spirits, anytime, anywhere. Better yet, you can have Total Beverage shop for you and pick it up inside prepaid and waiting for you. Wait a second, that is so cool. So can I still get it delivered if I use the app? Absolutely, I know you guys have heard of their delivery service. Total Beverage will deliver to your house within 90 minutes or less. We can even save you 10 bucks on a purchase of 50. Use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout. What's also amazing, BSN fam, if you can't find an item you want, Total Bev will give you suggestions of similar items on the shelf, or you can request a special item right from your phone. It really doesn't get much better than that. Remember, use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout to save. That's T-O-T-A-L-L-Y 10.